0: Yes, folks, it's Thursday. It's 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm Fred McMurray on this pre-Memorial Day weekend, which means this must be... I really needed that i mean it's been one of those pain in the rump days that mm-hmm. i just needed that rock song to to pound into my head
1: you want a hammer
0: oh i wanted a hammer earlier today but it wouldn't have done any good <laughs> ever try talking to google support
1: oh, no. <laughs> do they even have a number to call
0: oh no it's all chat and i'm i'll i'll I would I'm ninety percent sure that the second person that I was talking to was not a person
2: was actually uh, yeah.
0: a bot and as far I at this point I would rather spend an hour on the phone with GoDaddy tech support and anybody who's been listening to the show in the past knows how much I hate them I'd rather spend an hour on tech support <laughs> with them rather than ten minutes
1: chatting <laughs> with Google. <laughs> Well, we all know how AI has impacted everyone's life. So I will just say on that note, I was very glad to go to my local McDonald's today that did not have the robo order taker and a real person took my order. So I got the correct iced tea today.
3: (laughs) The AI (laughs) is on strike probably.
1: (laughs) They're out unionizing.
3: (laughs) Thank
1: God. Hey, so we got a pretty good show today.
0: Oh, it's really cool. I mean, if anybody's looking at the screen, they can probably figure out that it has something to do with what?
1: Definitely not geese. I can't stand geese.
0: Well, that's why I put these a penguin the, up there.
1: Yeah, these are the cute, cuddly things that quack.
0: See, the I thought about... That you,
1: everybody needs when you take a nice bubble bath, right?
0: I, I thought about, instead of calling it the way I did, duck, duck, ducklings, early center, learning center goose i thought about calling it duck duck early ducklings early center penguin but no one unless they're watching the show would understand the penguin reference so i just kept it as well here's goose, the so.
1: problem with that because i am in a house full of hockey fans you can't put a penguin in the mix of that when she's closer to philadelphia because they're probably flyers fans so if you say penguins it turns to an NHL reference and that just doesn't work. So it's probably a good thing. We just stayed with what you did. Duck, duck, duckling.
0: Okay. I'm fine with that, but that's not a a penguin. That's a penguin next to your head. Not a duckling or a goose.
1: Yes. But that's what I'm saying. You see.
0: So I like,
1: you're not an NHL guy. That's all right. You're (laughs) in California. You don't really have a, team over that way cuz you don't really have. No. All much right. So, right. well, you do have a team, but, you know. If Anyways, we're going to
0: let's move along. Wait, if we're going to go through <laughs> the sports, I quit watching football <laughs> the day after the I think it was 2007 Super Bowl.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Is that when there was a costume failure?
0: No, that was when the Bears lost to the Colts and I said, "Why bother oh. anymore?" Um, I quit watching <laughs> baseball. I mean, you
1: could have said that a long time ago. <laughs>
0: I quit watching baseball after the Sox won the series. And
1: oh, I thought you were going to say, like, after that guy intercepted the ball. Um, no, that's on, the Cubs. The yeah, well, yeah. Cubs. Why would you watch the White Sox?
0: Because I'm okay. a South Sider. I quit yeah, watching the Bulls right. after Jordan was gone. I still get chills Not, watching that. What was it? The fifth series fifth game against the Utah Jazz when yeah. Jordan was sick all night and we thought we we're gonna lose and then it was just pure Jordan, one of the greatest I think basketball uh games yeah. ever. And don't just, worry,
1: nothing's nothing exciting has happened with that team since. So you're good. Exactly.
0: There. And I quit watching the Hawks <laughs> after they won the um the Stanley Cup. So I, what can and I then say? Then
1: you move to the West Coast, so what does it matter?
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. So do you want to talk about our mentor program, well, or what do you
0: want to do? First, first, I want to make comment about your, um, your, your headgear oh. because it's very, very much, um, in, Joker's in, girlfriend. Well, <laughs> it is that, but it, it's also very much uh, in honor of uh, the upcoming Memorial Day, and and. It is this is truly it's not about going to the beach it's not about going to um, pick cookouts and having a day off although working in a small business I never take a day off so I'm not sure what that's all about Um, but it is about honoring those who who have served and and paid the ultimate sacrifice and and so I think it's we have our own little uh, screen there for all those who have given the ultimate cost or paid the Absolutely. ultimate price. So now I'll bring us back to Phaser so <laughs> face face Fire. Yes, I love it. So, what do you want to talk about in the mentor program?
1: Well, so we had an exciting meeting. I don't know if you're going to show a clip of that or not, but we have a new mentee. These are terrible glasses. I can see them on the screen. Ooh. Uh, we have a new mentee right now that just joined us. Uh, her name is Tara, and she was on our show before um, in a couple different segments, and now she's joined our mentee program. She's looking to become a partner in an existing but new franchise. Um, not that the franchise itself or the franchise or is new, but the partner she's looking to join is new in ownership. So um, she has chosen a mentor, which at some point we will share the results of that. Um, she interviewed us as a group, and now she will begin her journey of making sure she's done all of her due diligence, due diligence, boy, that's a mouthful, uh, make sure that um, she's reviewed the FDD, understands what her obligations are in a partnership, um, are floating ducks over the ocean, uh, and go from there. So that's kind of where we're at with that. We're really excited, and we've got another mentor coming on board very soon. Mentor and or mentee? So, I'm sorry, mentee.
0: That's um, what I was going to say. Word on the street is that there's another potential mentee coming in.
1: True, true. Word on the street, and another one kind of in the wings waiting. And so uh, it's exciting to have more and more people lining up. And um, the good news is we're meeting more and more franchisors and franchisees. Um, I've met some really great people just this last week, kind of stumbled upon them at a graduation um, ceremony, and then I was like, oh, my sure, franchisee, why didn't I think about it? Hey, let's talk. And so um, we've got some really great guests that are going to be on our upcoming shows as well. So franchisees oh and franchisors alike.
0: And um, word has it that there's another clip of you in red today.
1: There is to to nail down on his times he's so busy he's gallivanting around the country all the time so we wind up catching him a lot on pre-records and if you follow him at all you know that he's literally all over the place so he's a super busy guy but we certainly appreciate all the time that he gives us and he's got um the remainder well the two-thirds of the list the um, mistakes that franchisors make uh, so that's an interesting list. We have some good questions for him on that. So,
0: all right. So, shall we bring everybody else in for some pillars of weather?
1: I believe we shall.
0: All right, my friends. Welcome, everybody. Who's gonna introduce our guests so we can get into the pillars of weather? Because otherwise, you it's get
3: the pillars of weather first, or or, well... or introduce the guests.
0: So my thought is, is you at least tell our listeners who our guest is before you start asking her, what's the weather
3: like? (laughs) Okay. So our guest today is Kim Collier, and she is the Director of Franchise Development at Duckling's Early Learning Center, and they're headquartered in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania welcome to the show kim
4: thank you very much for having me
3: so i'll 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 begin in honor of winter of earlier this year i put up the screen of last winter because right now it's 50 degrees here in aurora illinois and the wind is blowing and it's raining and it's just like winter. I mean, a few more degrees down and we can have a little snow.
1: Oh, don't say that.
3: (laughs) So, Kristen, do you wanna tell us where, um, how things are in your area? Where are you at? You at home?
1: You know, Ray, I'm not far from you. And I suppose that's why Fred has parked a penguin next to me to remind me that it really is close to winter Uh, And and it's days like these that I'm not sure if it's fall or spring. Um, Yes, I see there's a penguin on my head now. (laughs) Ah! The good news is this weekend should be a nice short cold weather spell and then we'll get warm again. But I am also in the uh, west of Chicago. You can see the skyline from my office, which is nice. Um, I'm looking forward to this wind blowing right on out of the Windy City and taking the weather with it.
5: David, that's brutal to hear.
1: It's coming your way. Brutal
5: to hear. It's been beautiful here and back in the Cleveland area. It's been uh, right around seventy degrees, sunny, nice breeze. It's just uh, been a perfect day. It's gonna get a little cool the next few days, but today it's a it's a nice day. Just
3: wait for it. It's coming.
5: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: just
5: wait. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The forecast doesn't sound as brutal as what you just had, but as we all know things change so we'll see what happens
1: that's right and kim you're you're even closer to the ocean a little further east what have you got out there yeah
4: i'm in westchester pennsylvania and it is absolutely beautiful here right now it was 85 degrees and sunny uh, i wish memorial day weekend started here today because it is down downhill, downhill from here uh tomorrow is going to be okay and then storms roll in and over oh. the weekend they're calling for rain and mid-60s so oh. you know it's just going to have to get a little creative it's supposed to pick up on sunday and monday it just means you know get laundry and stuff done on saturday a little cooking and yeah. then our plans will pick back up on sunday and monday
1: Awesome. And I assume the schools are closed on Monday for you yes. too, right? Yeah. Excellent. So a bonus day off, huh? which is nice. It's always nice. The staff
4: have been working so hard. Um, our franchisees have just been hustling. So I think everybody is just going to kick back a little bit, regroup and get ready for summertime.
1: Sure. I have to imagine that after um, everybody had to kind of pivot from COVID Um, it's been a really stressful stretch and I don't think we've really had any holidays from the time that we had to go through some closures and things to okay ramping up ramping up ramping up a lot of us going back to what the new normal kind of has become this is kind of the first break right the first three-day weekend we've had It is.
4: I mean, there's a few little things. We always close for Good Friday leading into, um, Easter, Mm -hmm. but things for, for childcare, at least for ducklings, COVID affected us a little bit, but, um, that was honestly back in the spring of 2020 things have been fairly typical for us. For the past six months where uh-huh. we've been kind of rolling and things have looked a lot more typical except for the masks and following the CDC guidelines. So we closed down according to uh, the governor's uh, mandate and mm-hmm. what he told us and then we got a waiver at some of the schools to reopen for um, for essential workers where our schools are kind of centrally located right now. Some of our corporate locations where we were able to extend to, uh, we were able to open just like one school and then extend an invitation to any families that needed care to attend that one location. And we had, you know, maybe 20 families. Uh, And then the next month we had more. And then the next month we had more. So we opened up the other schools. And I think awesome. it really is just a matter of families starting to feel more and more comfortable. You know, I can't imagine some of these parents having to work from home with a one and two-year-old underfoot, um, I don't know how they did it. And that's who we saw returning to school was the little ones, um, those pre-K kids, those four and five-year-olds, those kids that can get themselves a snack and take right. themselves to and from the bathroom. We didn't see them return until very recently. Um, Now our schools are back up to where they were post-COVID.
1: So I think what I heard you say, and I just, I want to go back to this. So because of your centralized locations, it it sounds like instead of having to kind of open each school to like 10% capacity, you were able to take one school and families from all the schools were able to filter in at one point in time. Is that Our that right?
4: Locations, yes. And then we were able to kind of uh, wagon wheel them out. It's, wow. it's a nice thing to do. And I'm sure that, um, you know, multi-unit franchisees are able to do the same type of thing where sure. you can kind of pool resources. Um, and that way you're able to uh, watch your staffing, you know, watch your expenses, and make the most of what you have at the time so that it makes sense. This was all so new to everyone where we're just kind of waiting to find out what happens next, trying to help as many people as we can while we do it, while making sure that we keep everyone safe. I mean, the thing with childcare is we follow universal precautions every single day. Right. Uh, Bleach and water, we do that all the time, you know, we're soaking yes. toys and stuff all the time. This is nothing mm-hmm. new. The right. We changed procedures minimally. Um, masks, parents aren't allowed in the schools right now for drop off. Okay. Those things are little tweaks that we're mm-hmm. doing to make work and to meet uh, CDC guidelines for uh, childcare. It's all worked beautifully, and awesome. I can't say enough about the parents of these little ones who are putting such trust in their child care provider across the country. It's just incredible, and all of the child care providers out there—just what they've been doing. I mean, you know, make sure that you say thank you to them because yeah, that's they're a going good point. Above and beyond.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because there's a lot of people who want and need especially the essential workers who were required through the worst of times to go to work and if it wasn't for for the daycares and learning centers they wouldn't have had that opportunity at all so now we just need to get everybody else back and then you all will be super busy (laughs) right and i
4: do have to say it's the phone started ringing three four months ago and we kind of saw it happening and I mean, if anything could be a bellwether for that return to normal, I do think that that was it. You know, when we started getting those, and it was all virtual tours, Mm -hmm. but when we started getting those phone calls of families and even those pregnant moms, first-time pregnancies that were saying, do you have space? Can I do a virtual tour? That's when we started knowing, all right. It's coming. It's gonna be fine. Yep. They're coming back. Um, We knew our franchisees were gonna be fine. You know, you could probably do a little bit of a research paper on it, but you know, we kind of knew, all right, that curve, it's it's going
1: way back down. Yep. I'm sure that in the future, you'll find our teenagers will be doing research on all of this that we've just gone through. (laughs) I'm sure you will, yeah. What were the signs? What could have been done? You know, all kinds of case studies on what businesses did to stay in business. So you have quite a history. I mean, your mom started this, this company, right? She did. She started this company uh, back in 1995. She opened her doors
4: mm-hmm. uh, with a loan from my dad out of his 401k. <laughs> uh, she was the director of the local... Uh, YMCA child care program and they were closing down Uh, they were building a nice big center and they were going to be shuttering their doors in this older program while they built this nice big program and there was going to be about 40 kids that were going to
1: be displaced so crazy they would they would displace kids while building why not just build and continue to surface them in the meantime because then you're starting all over again trying to get those families help i was <laughs> reading that and i thought well that's the craziest thing
4: mm-hmm. because you're dealing with a board of directors mm-hmm. and the board of directors makes the decisions about how much money you can spend on art supplies how much money you can spend on toys how much money right. you can spend to replace things so this is the difference when you're dealing with that kind of a program Versus when you go to a childcare center like Ducklings that is privately owned by mm-hmm. someone who has always wanted to have their own business, and this is a dream come true for them, right? It really is the difference. And you can see it and feel it the minute you walk in. Same thing with so many franchise businesses. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a small business. It's someone's somebody's
1: dream come true and i think that you you can tell right well let's talk about that because one of the questions we wanted to talk about today on your list were how you differ from other early learning centers so who is your would you say are your main um competitors in the marketplace right now any of those big names you know uh primrose goddard
4: yep those those big schools i mean ducklings tend to be about 10,000 square feet okay um we all technically do the same type of thing mm-hmm. um early childhood education monday through friday we you know reading uh early literacy skills mm-hmm. sensory play all of those things that you would expect.
1: The so what do you, there you go, sorry. sorry Don't put a gun on you. <laughs> the
4: difference you're gonna get with ducklings though is, and when Fred and I had our first uh, conversation, it's the thing that I always really pick out is you have like Primrose Academy, you have Goddard. It really doesn't tell you a whole lot, but ducklings does even just from looking at the name, the colors, Duckling's Early Learning Center. It's, I mean, that's childhood to me, if you ask me.
1: hmm a vision, you know,
4: right? Right, it's fun. It's, it's what kids like. It's when you're pregnant and you're out shopping for your very first baby, you buy things with like the little ducks on it. Sure. And it's, it's what you expect.
1: hmm and well, Ray, Ray has some new grandchildren, so I'm sure, Ray, that you, there's <laughs> one right there. Yeah, so, you know, you've got grandkids that are going to be looking to go into daycares, too, right?
3: Yes.
2: Or uh, up
1: in uh, Molly made offices. I don't know. Mine did that.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, this, this little guy here, he's about four. Uh, he's my uh, first grandchild. And then I've got a little girl. She's about two. And an, uh, another boy who is, uh, I think, two or three months old now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all about the kids. And I know they've been, uh, I'm not sure what my uh, daughter-in-law is doing right now with uh, the, the, the kids. Uh, I know her mother watched them for a while. and she, uh, But last year, before COVID, she had Ty, the, the boy in the picture. Uh, at some of the uh, child care centers. So I, I guess the question, and, and I hate when people ask me this question, and, and you partially answered it already, is why ducklings as opposed to another uh, center?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: A lot of people will make their decision based on commute. You know, what am I driving past from home on my way to work? Is mm-hmm. it close to my house? Uh, is it close to work? What we hear more often than not is we've heard wonderful things about Ducklands. Um, that's
6: mm-hmm. us
4: being an emerging brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the way that we intend to grow is with that kind of wagon wheel growth in mind, you know, from a central point, from where we're known, you know, just kind of growing out from here, mm-hmm. right? What we're starting to find though is, it's starting to resonate, you know, just our online presence, uh, people starting to contact me that have never seen a rings before, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people that are interested in buying a franchise, they don't have kids. You know, their kids are grown, but they see our brand and it makes sense. It's the ducks. It's the colors. It's Mm -hmm. that whole idea of when you have kids, it's do-overs people. Like Mm -hmm. you get to kind of be that parent you want to be. You get to have a little fun, you get to play, you get to experience life through a child's eyes. And with our branding, with the mama duck and the little baby ducks behind, it's that perfect message of follow the leader. In schools, it's follow the teacher, follow the message. With the franchising, it's follow our system, We're going to show you how to do it. We're going to show you how to be successful. Everything just kind of works. It wasn't anything that was intended when my mother first started. Sure. When she first started her school, it was a very small location at a townhouse development called Pond's Edge. So her and her initial staff um, worked keeping these kids at their houses. You know, they were babysitting them at their houses, told these parents, we're starting a school. We'll watch the kids at our houses while we get the school going. Rented space, very small. Mm -hmm. Found the space. They fixed it all up. And Monica, who 27 years later, still works at Ducklings, said to my mom, and my mom figured out how to do this all on her own. Mm -hmm. And if you... Ever done anything through a state agency? You know that the bureaucratic red tape is about <laughs> this thick. Yeah. So my mother figuring out how to do this all on her own is a testament to th- the support that we offer our franchisees. So Monica says to my mom, "Wait a second, what are we calling this place?" And mm-hmm. my mom said, I-, I-, "I don't know. What should we call it?" And because it was the townhouses were Ponds Edge, yeah. Monica said well why don't we call it ducklings ducklings at pond's edge that's, and good. That, that's a good story it was yeah
3: I, I love stories like that
4: yeah it was just kind of the perfect perfect
1: mm-hmm. thing
2: sure excellent yeah.
1: excellent we need to take a quick break and go to commercial but when we come back i want to talk just quickly about um why you decided to franchise And, um, what, where your next target market is, because your, your franchise is, or your franchise as a franchisor, I should say, you're only two years old now, right? You started franchising in in 2019. So we're going to let Fred take us and pay the bills. When we come back, I'd like to address those two questions
2: before we go. All All right. All right. Thanks. Hey, franchise owners. How's your local marketing do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence.
1: The laser gets me every time. (laughs) So excellent. So we're back again with Kim from Duckling's Early Learning Center. So Kim, let's obviously, um, a field like this takes people with a a lot of passion and compassion, quite frankly, and really, they have to love kids. So and I got that very clearly from you and your mom reading your your bios and things. Mm -hmm. Tell me what made you decide to start franchising? We had four corporate units
4: and you always wanted to do a little more. You know, you have families that move out of the area or you see a location that's a little further out and you really want it. Uh, My mom also has a background in real estate. So um, she worked for Century 21 way back when Um, Mm -hmm. I still remember her in that heinous mustard gold blazer. Um, but
1: she <laughs> things that get sticky, right? Like the pink Cadillacs with Mary Kay sticky thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she had one of those. She wrote mortgages
4: for a bank for a while. So she knows her way around real estate also. Um, which really helps with site selection and development and just um, helping franchisees kind of navigate that. But Mm -hmm. she just wanted to do more. And when you have four large schools, which take a lot of staff, it gets to the point where you just can't do as much as you want to do and uh, stay at the top of your game. So We had just gone through NACI accreditation. uh, And if you know anything about accreditation, you basically have to document every single thing that you do. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to us that that was an operations manual. Sure. Um, So we took it from there and decided it was really kind of the, the next step For us if we really wanted to be able to make a difference um, to really take our mission and philosophy which is to help children and families Mm -hmm. and that's also at the heart of what we think Ducklings is all about early early childhood education is just really a part of it. Um, We find also what our schools end up doing is also helping moms and dads. Mm-hmm. If you can remember when you brought that first baby home, probably one of the scariest days of your life. You know, like what hospital in their
1: right mind was like here, by <laughs> you know? I cried every day for like two weeks, I'm like literally. And, and that was for the first one. And then the second one, it was my second, was like oh my gosh I couldn't even stand it it was horrible I remember calling my husband going next
2: awesome. yeah
1: and so like we, we see that
4: all the time and you know kids are great but they do weird stuff and mm-hmm. parents have questions and you only see your mom or your sisters or your pediatrician once every so often, but you're gonna see those ladies in the infant room twice a day. Yeah, You're gonna see yeah. your school director ev- every day where you can walk in and say, is this normal? Like, why are right. they doing that? What's this rash? And chances are they're at, they might have an answer or they at least might be able to point you in the right direction. So right. we find that we end up helping families and sure. a lot
1: yeah well that's great so right now um the latest number that i had and it sounds like you've got a couple more coming was that you had seven open locations with a couple more coming is that right three more coming and and where what's kind of your target market that you're looking to open next i mean obviously you don't want to just stay there in pennsylvania right oh correct uh
4: we're moving south We're moving into Delaware, we're moving into Maryland. uh, We're moving out into Lancaster. We have a unit opening in the Lancaster area in early 2022. Um, We're moving into Middletown, Delaware, but we're really targeting those up and coming um, cities, you know, where we have young families moving because we have a large footprint for our locations. Um, we need some land
1: so that's kind of the areas that we're looking for is your strategy to try to keep it close where you are so you can be in proximity closeness in proximity to you and your franchisees i I probably worded that terribly but so you can get to them more easily because you know maybe ray with all these grandkids he has Maybe Ray wants open one in Aurora, Illinois. Is that on the radar? I mean, is that something that somebody could do?
4: It sure could. I mean, I think it makes sense to leave a little bit of a trail and that way you can kind of piggyback off of each other just from a marketing standpoint, I think it makes sense. Um, That way you have a little bit of a whisper down the lane. If somebody really wants to say, hey, you know, I want to take this straight to Knoxville, I think Knoxville would be a great area for a ducklings. But hey, more power to them. We would be happy to be able to support a franchisee wherever they want to go. But I do think that for um, marketing and for proper support for us, I think it makes the most sense to do purposeful growth where we kind of just grow out from uh, a central point our headquarters happens to be in southeastern pennsylvania we're very fortunate that the mid-atlantic is so populated where we have a lot of options for where we can grow from
1: right I think that's really interesting and and not all franchisors look at that type of a strategy, right? I mean, some look at it from a shotgun approach and some are very strategic with the wagon wheel approach. And so, um, I think that's very interesting. And so, um, it's good to know because obviously here on our show, we get to talk to a lot of different people. We have our mentor program, and a lot of mentees who are looking to open different businesses in different areas. So, um, Obviously, we're going to have all of your information posted on our page, but where can people get in contact? Wait, getting- wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out.
3: Okay, okay, you time out, you man, woman. Out. You're, take are really jumping the gun there.
2: You know? Take
3: a I think, breath. I think we need to talk uh, a little bit more about the uh,
0: franchise itself. Nice. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. What did she do? She she said the magic word, did she not?
1: I she did, and I saw your note, and yes, but you didn't do that.
0: I was trying to be polite. No more Mr.
1: Have the magic button.
0: No more Mr. Politeness when it's time when the the M word, the magic word gets said.
1: Oh oh my God, Becky. seriously
0: the woman said the magic word twice gotta give her kudos for that marketing Do you know what magic word.
1: talking about yeah mm-hmm. that's right
0: go ahead ray jump in there uh
3: uh i think our audience is kind of looking at, at uh, what's it going to take to get into a uh a, a, a cleaning, you know learning center in other words What are, what are you expecting for as a net worth and how much is the franchise fee and you know some other details that someone might be interested in. uh, If they're thinking about this type of franchise.
4: We look for a net worth of a minimum of Uh, $500,000. We'd like for a candidate to have liquid capital available to them of $100,000. Mm -hmm. The uh, initial investment runs anywhere from about $500,000 to 1.5 million. We allow, uh, franchisees to have a say in their real estate. We do have a lot of really great relationships with developers. And that's another thing with this industry, Mm -hmm. real estate developers, love childcare, huge Mm -hmm. footprint. We need 1.5 to two acres of land. It is a stable sure bet industry and 15 year lease. Mm. I love it. We're like, please let us build them. We have, um, several in development right now Mm -hmm. where they just, they just want to keep doing it, you know, and they're just yeah, like, "Yep, right. we'll, we'll just keep them coming. So um, it, it's a it's a pretty easy thing to get done. So it's a it's a very easy thing to help a franchisee be placed with the right location.
7: Yeah.
4: Um, so, Ray. I'm sorry.
0: So I was gonna say, Ray, all you gotta do is not upgrade the the beast to the you know lunar module version. So just keep it at the size you got, and then that's just yeah. pocket change,
3: Ray. Oh, I, you know, I I would just hate to imagine what it would take to have a group of children in my bus, <laughs> as far as you know, certificates and. Uh, all kinds yeah. Of awesome and, you know, no, no, thank you. Well, you
0: know? so in, in other words, you don't, be, you don't go up to that next size bus. Stay at the one you got. With the change mm-hmm. left over, you can start a, a ducklings. <laughs> okay.
1: I think that's a fabulous idea.
0: <laughs> and, and then your, you, your grandkids are you, taken care of. Then, boom, bing, yeah. bosh. Yeah. And you uh, know,
4: who, you know who to hire to clean it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah, uh, now that I've gotten that out of my system.
3: Okay. Yes. I, I was wondering is does David want to pipe in there? I haven't heard him say a word.
0: He's on mute. Let him alone.
3: Earth calling David Am
5: I allowed to come off mute? I, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, he can come off mute but no one can see him, so for the people who are listening, they didn't know he was on, wasn't on camera. So yeah. Yes.
2: That's
5: why that's why I stayed on mute. Um I will say this before uh before I move on though, um Kim Kim did hit some magic words for me with when she said purposeful growth. You guys know how yeah. we had that conversation a couple yep. months ago. And that speaks to the ethics of, of, of a company. And um, I appreciated any franchisee or prospective franchisee that heard that. Hopefully absolutely. you let that sink in. Purposeful growth it speaks to their ethics of their corporation. They're not just all about you know, shotgunning these locations. They wanna be successful. I, I thought that was huge.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I like keeping them close at hand <clears throat> so that you can ensure that everybody has a proper support system.
2: Yeah. It, awesome. yeah,
4: it's important to us. I mean, this is uh, this is a business my mom started almost 27 years ago. It's not something we take lightly. And we're bringing our franchisees into the family. And, mm-hmm. you know, like your family members, you, you want to keep them around. So Absolutely. we're having a lot of fun with this. And we're being really choosy as to who we bring in. Um, We're also making sure that the people we bring in, we introduce around to our first franchisees where they kind of have a little bit of input and we're making sure that this initial group is going to be solid. It's going to be strong and not just that they're going to bring something to the table where we're. Essentially, uh, a childcare company, but we've turned over to being a franchise company where we have, we have two sides now. We do have um, Ducklings Early Learning Centers, but we do have Ducklings Early Learning Franchise. And the two kind of work side by side. It's mm. really been this great evolution. It's something I'm having so much fun with. And we have longtime employees that have worked with us that know this company inside and out. And we've brought them onto the franchise side on quality control and training because there's no one I know. I don't think I could hire somebody like a franchise professional and have them go and train franchisees. They don't know what we do.
1: I think that is a great, great, mm, I got a frog. Great point. We talk about that all the time because, you know, it, and not to, to, to disney any person out there, but there's a difference in having a certification versus having the experience. Right. Right. And so I think that's really, really important. And I think that that's going to be a big key to your success. You can always get certifications, but you can't always get the experience. So, um, Right. You know, and we have the stories to prove it.
4: We've, we've had things happen, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, we've had a lot of fun. We've also had some major misadventures. And, yeah. you know, we'll sit down and tell you about it sometime. But, yeah. like, part of what these franchisees are paying for is
1: not to make the same mistakes we've made. That's you know? absolutely right. Well, we really hope that we can have you on again. I mean, we're at, so let's call it your 10 strong right now. You know, I'd love to see it when you double in size, where are we at, how are things going? And I'd love to be able to introduce some of our new mentees to your brand and see what they think, you know? So um, obviously I'm gonna go back to where I jumped ahead of us all before and say your information will be posted on our page, but can you tell our listeners and our viewers How do they get in touch with you?
4: Our website is www.ducklingsfranchise.com. My name's Kim Collier. They can email me at kimcollier at ducklingsfranchise.com. I'm happy to answer questions, speak with anyone. It's been wonderful sharing all of our information with you guys today, and I'd
1: love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. Well, congratulations to you and your mom. Hats off and big hugs to you both for your passion and your love of children and support of families everywhere to help get everybody through not only this, but just the day-to-day grind that we all need that extra support with. So thank you very much. And it was a pleasure to have you on. Thanks again. Happy
6: Memorial Day, everyone.
3: You too. Thank you.
6: The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Woman will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership by women for women and about women we are the franchise woman join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com
1: good afternoon and welcome back to the pillars of franchising i am here this afternoon with red boswell with ifpg good afternoon red how are you today
7: afternoon Kristen. awesome good to see you again my dear
1: good to see you as well wish we were away at the beach
7: next best thing
1: yep fake backgrounds welcome to zoom hey what are we talking about today do we have some more mistakes we can review
7: we're we're hitting the mistakes so i know your main audience are franchisees or prospective franchisees i get it so hopefully i'm quite certain they'll get some value from some of these nuggets that i see zors that's Mm -hmm. a little little clue franchisors we call zors uh for the newbies easier yeah. <laughs> when you say franchisee and franchise or every third sentence of your life in our world, yeah. you just start shortening it, shortening everything to one syllable. So Z Zor, franchise or franchisee Z Zor. So. Anyway, we're talking mistakes they make. I see them every day. I consult with Zor's all over the place. And so, yeah, throwing down. All
1: right. What more. you got? Let's hear it.
7: Uh, all right. We, we hit like five last time. So we're going to hit Let's at do. least that many this time.
1: All right. I got Let's my ten.
7: Man, there's so many no-brainers. There's so many like no does, but they happen all the time. This is another one of them. Awarding anyone a franchise that waves a check at you. Uh If they, you know, if they have a check, you take it, is is some used car salesman in the franchise world's kind of motto. Um, Flowing in with that is not having a formal franchise sales and qualification process. How do you determine if they're a good fit? How do you do you allow each one of your team members at the corporate office to have an interview with them and maybe Mm -hmm. even give them the authority to uh, blackball to say no? Do you require all of them to have a unanimous yes? Mm -hmm. So all those things, how much time does each one get? What questions do they ask while they're there? It needs to be formalized and really, um, you know, you, you have your your uh what's the word it's the non-negotiables of your franchise candidates and then the here's the like to haves but the absolute must-haves
1: sure sure some of that goes down not just from skill sets but also kind of your core values um you don't need necessarily bad people to be in a franchise situation and you don't want people to be in business for the wrong reasons. so i think that's really important excellent what else have you got for us today
7: um well this is another simple one not joining the IFA and and, an extension of that is not joining the IFPG but certainly the IFA it's the for North America uh it is the franchise organization uh you know helping with the government to making sure the government knows we exist and protecting us but also educating us helping us connect I mean IFPG we're we're, our, our purpose is to connect we're not the, the, you know, out there uh, petitioning the government for things. IFA is, is that. And so any Zor that's serious, and by mm-hmm. the way, Z's out there, consul- folks looking at becoming a franchisee, is that franchise or you're talking to a member of IFA? Right? No? Find out why. Really find yeah. out why. Dig in deep. It could be a little bit of a red flag, honestly, if they don't care enough about the industry to join the IFA. So we're huge proponents of the IFA.
1: Yep, absolutely. That's very important. I'm a member of it myself, and I think your point is very well taken, especially as the um, landscape of our government has changed so greatly in the last couple of years. So very good point. Totally.
2: All right.
7: I've got one that's a, a curveball. I got one that's not so much of a no-brainer, okay? Mm. This one comes straight from the heart, the the scarred and, and battered heart of red. When I was a franchisor, I did not put in the proper checks and balances to protect the organization against sabotage, I had a high-level uh, individual in my organization that we, you know, I'm a tr- uh, one of my faults is overly trusting, overly optimistic, and overly trusting. And so, uh, that individual had just a uh, had a weird thing going on in their head, and they thought they could somehow take over if they caused enough turmoil within the organization and messed up enough client records that I would s- suddenly would just want to sell it. And he would get it for a, a you know, a, a steal. And mm. I found that out later and that and he had been um, uh, kind of uh, stealing some money uh, as well. So oh. franchisors tend to be optimistic folks, you know, yep. and, they, and so, and they tend to, if they're like me, be kind of trusting. And so putting, it's rare, But thinking, what is worst case scenario? What if, what if, what if? Do we have checks and balances in our software? Do we have Mm -hmm. video surveillance watching people at night when no one's around on the computers? Do the computers record what each individual does if they get disgruntled and decide to sabotage? Because we had a national call center and billing and collection center. There was collections. We collected all the money. So just putting those checks and balances, it takes time. It takes money. But man... If it happens, whew, you will you will be so yep. happy you did.
1: Okay, very good point. Prepare for the worst and be pleasantly surprised if it never happens. Yes. Excellent. Okay.
7: All right. You want to hit another training, not so so Zors know Ooh. that at the beginning you train, right? Get them yep. all trained. Well, they're gonna forget most of what you trained them on in those one or two weeks. And so mm-hmm. having an ongoing training process. For the newbies that come on, I'm talking new employees, mm-hmm. you know, standards and processes to maintain that level and do more and more and more training and take them to the next level because a lot of that training that you don't even need to do at the beginning because they're not going to encounter those situations until down the road. So do you have a truly comprehensive, ongoing, never-ending training process right. for your organization.
1: Yeah, I think that's important for owners who are three, five, seven, ten years down the road as well because that's where a lot of the disconnect happens. You hit burnout. You're about to renew your contracts. How do you keep those owners engaged? And how do you get them to want to renew, right?
7: Amen. Yes. Excellent. All right. Training. Good. Okay. Here's a, here's one again from the heart of red. Uh, expecting. That goes back to that optimistic nature that we uh-huh. all have in this wonderful world of ours of franchising. Thinking that the franchisees are going to work as hard as you did.
2: Uh-huh.
7: I mean, I I'm... I'm not trying to besmirch or disrespect any wonderful, hardworking franchisees, but most are not going to. They absolutely are not going to work half as hard as that founder did, uh-huh. and it, sh- it it should not be a surprise to that Zor. It really shouldn't. The Zor should expect it. Now, they want to hope for the best. They want to expect they're going to work that 80 hours a week like you did, but uh-huh. the the Z is not the full-on one hundred percent entrepreneur. They're that combination of lower risk entrepreneurship, want the upside without that scary downside, and so um, they're just not. And so, basing your cash flow, basing your all your predictions, basing your royalty streams, all that mm-hmm. on budgeting on the fact that they're going to grow like you did, or uh, and they've got better tools, they got better marketing now, so they're going to grow even faster okay. than you did. Right. You're going to. Are
1: you saying that when you're a Zor, you should? temper temper your expectations uh your projections and say maybe your z's are going to do 80% of what maybe you did as a zor when you um out.
7: yeah so it gets more complicated than that yes i'm saying it at a high level temper your expectations certainly okay. you still want to set high expectations for them but Um, since they have so many more tools than you do and your brand is likely a little more established, a little more known in the marketplace than when you did it can't really compare the, the launch of theirs to launch of yours, but it comes down to, they are not going to work as hard as you did.
1: Okay. Yeah. Excellent.
7: All right. So number uh, 11, 11 poor communication franchisees want to be heard and can contribute a great deal to a franchisor decisions. A lot of times when a franchisor hears me say poor communication, they think all about themselves. Me, 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 oh, I need to be a better communicator. Well, guess what, communication is two way. It's listening, asking questions. It's giving the franchisees a voice and a very significant voice, especially as you grow and they're in the field, they're on the front line. You perhaps are not as much. So get them involved, create that franchise advisory council early on and um, set the the proper um, expectations for that and who's on it and just really get them involved.
1: Yeah. I think that's really important too. When you have transitions of uh, whether it be leadership or say an organization is taken on bought out by another organization. Uh, It's really important to continue those FACs because there's a lot of, backstory to some franchises that the new leadership team needs to understand, I think, to to thoroughly make that transition smooth. So it's really The town
7: halls. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Uh, Very good. You got another one for me?
7: Um, I'll bring it, man. Uh, Not investing into marketing their opportunity properly. So many Zors, Mm -hmm. those emerging Zors especially. That's their baby. They love it. It's the greatest thing on earth. Everybody's going to want to buy it well, nobody knows about it. It ain't as yep. pretty as you think it is. There are issues. And so you got to be a marketer. you got to aggressively promote your opportunity. You're going to teach your, your Z's to do that. That's you right. To,
1: You're going to require it.
7: I mean, yeah. So why aren't you doing it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I talked to a franchise uh, a couple times in the last two weeks, as a matter of fact, a struggling brand. And when I said, you know, tell me, how's it going with this brand? Cause you know, you don't see many stores opening and he, that was his number one complaint. He said, you know, we've been sold twice in the last five years to investment mm-hmm. investment group. They don't do any marketing for us. We're required, but we're not doing it because why stores oh. are closing, nothing news opening. Right. Oh my and, and, the, and the same thing. And I'm like, well, well, what's the point? And he said, that's what we're all saying. What's the point? Wow. And so that you know, for me, the marketing thing is a big thing, and most most franchise franchisors have national marketing campaigns, right? So I think as people are looking to buy franchises out there too, make sure that the Zora you're looking at has a national marketing campaign. Yes. And balance that with what your individual marketing budget is going to be as well, so that you understand what you can put in locally, and then what your National marketing campaign looks like so. A lot of them good. think
7: they can they can drop a thousand or two dollars and they're going to get a, a, a Z every time. Not and
1: even close.
7: <laughs> I mean, it, add a zero to those numbers.
1: Yeah, so like, no exaggeration.
7: Yeah. It's going to be twenty thousand in marketing, not two thousand. Yeah.
1: At least. Yep. You got one last one for us today.
7: I do. I've got as many as you want,
2: babe.
7: <laughs> so not hiring franchise development pros. Now, I come, my passion oh. is franchise development, so let's expand that. Not hiring CFEs, certified franchise executives, people who have committed their career to franchising. A big way to tell that is, do they have their CFE? And I guess this is a little way to promote our upcoming Franchise Mastery Certification, FMC. But by mm-hmm. this fall, uh, the we will have an FMC uh, you know, I'm on the board of the Titus Center for Franchising at Palm Beach Atlantic University, and we're going to do some more stuff with you guys from there. But yep. something we're extremely excited about, part of my MBA there, is creating this Franchise Academy. So it's going to be similar to CFE. In fact, you'll get CFE credits for it. But so many people just hire their friend. Oh, they're, they're a salesperson, or they know how to talk to people. That Maybe it's their spouse Maybe it's their kid, wonderful hey all, all, by all means, bring on the family, but do they know franchising right good example if you know if you're a known entity with the consultants, the referral mm-hmm. consultants like the IFPG consultants, you hire one of them, instant credibility you are right. this unknown emerging brand with two locations, you're an emerging brand with two locations who just hired rock star and right. The, the brokers love him, you know, th- th- or her, and you have got credibility. You are shooting yourself to the top of the list on many people's yep. short lists. So hiring real friend pros.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Red, for joining us today. You always have great information. We enjoy having you on the show. And uh, now we've got an even longer list. And tell our listeners where they can contact you if they have questions or comments for you. Oh,
7: Christian, thank you. Well, I, let's do the, th- let's do the th- third and last part next time, and we'll yes, just we keep will. rolling. This, I mean, will. this is working, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
7: I love how we do I this. Mean, we just figure out what's valuable, what can we share. And I said, man, I got a bunch of great mistakes people make, and so that's what yeah. we're rolling with.
1: And when we're done with all the mistakes, then we'll find some other stuff to talk about. <laughs>
7: I'll get, hey, I, I, I add to the mistakes at least once a week. So who knows?
1: <laughs> well, we all do, right? It's gum yeah. on the shoe. Yes. And, and and your your contact information will be on our Pillars of Franchising website. It's um, easy. So-
7: yeah, ifpg.org, org. Lots of info about becoming a consultant, franchisors working with us, suppliers and vendors working with awesome. us, getting their na- name out there. Uh, we, we love connecting franchise professionals. That's what we do.
1: Awesome. Thanks again, Red. We appreciate all the time that you have to spend with us. We know you're a very busy man. So have a great week. And again, thank you for joining us on Pillars of Franchising. We'll see you soon.
7: Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Fred. See
1: you. I'm so tired.
7: <laughs>
5: well, hello.
1: I have to ask him seriously, I need to know if he drinks like Monster or Red Bull because I need to, he has so much information in his head. And sometimes I'm like, how do I keep up? Because, and then after that, he goes and he like meets with three or four other people. And then he, he posts them. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that much in a day.
5: That's active. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm so out of shape. Like- (laughs) <laughs> thinking that fast and doing that much and man maybe he's got to be younger than me i'm pretty sure that's what
5: there it is. you go there you go we'll hey
1: what are we talking about today david you have so such cool stuff
5: well before we even jump into it i think it ties in nicely um kim was a fantastic guest for anybody who Isn't is looking into franchising my gosh that's kind of everything you want right i mean at least hits a lot of our hot buttons we talk about culture we talk about genuineness and we talk about ethics um she kind of reeked of all that <laughs> truthfully and yeah. you know i wouldn't be surprised if i uh kind of nosy around their fdd truthfully because as you guys know i like looking into businesses and and uh you know that got my attention so anybody's listening out there i definitely would would explore that if, if it fits so um, you're
1: like a serial franchise i
5: kind of am I, I, I I, I look, I like to look at opportunities, but more so than that, it's the people that are presenting them that you end up getting drawn to, right? So, you know, her, her, her being so genuine, I think was, was fantastic. And I love, I love their plan, right? It's not, we're going to grow to a thousand units in three years. It's, we're going to grow concentrically and, you know, it's got to make sense. So that's right cool. slow
1: and pretty steady cool
5: run, wins the race right yeah pretty cool. cool stuff so um the other part of it is while we she was on camera right behind there was a jar of little ducklings i don't know if anybody picked up on that and oh. i was looking at them i said those are the ducks that i always get put on my jeep when i come out of a restaurant or something. and those ducks are sitting on my jeep i don't know it's a thing with jeeps really I haven't put any yeah i don't know what it's about but those are the ducks okay, so I'm like,
1: if so anybody that, out there listening knows why ducks go on jeeps you have to write in or call in and tell us know? i've never heard that you don't know for real right you don't I, know I why i did look
5: at it and then they, then they said you know it's a thing so i'm supposed to go buy a bunch of these little ducks and go put them on jeeps so i i don't know i'm i'm, I'm new to the jeep culture <laughs> i do wave it jeeps, that's oh, at other jeeps
1: only the jeep
5: yeah i wave at the jeeps i do the piece say wave and you know All right. Anyways, My topic today was knowing your numbers. And again, um, and, and again, it really kind of ties into what I said last week was don't lie to yourself. And this is where people make the biggest lies to themselves. So I said, you know, basically, this is know your numbers, make sure that it meets your expectations. And the reason I thought this was appropriate is exactly what Kim had said. I think Ray asked, what's the investment, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, it's a $500,000 net worth, $100,000 liquid. And the investment could range from $500,000 to $1.5 million. That's a big range. And you need to know what you're doing. And it sounds like they've got great real estate development programs, this and that. But when we talk about knowing your numbers, again, we always talk about, okay, start with the end of mind. How much do you envision a business making? And a lot of times it's relative to that investment. But if you screw up that investment and you're somewhere between 500 and a million five and you say, wow, you know what? I didn't account for this. And all yep. of a sudden your investment goes up to $300,000 or whatever the case may be. That's yep. going to alter everything.
1: Well, and you know, when you're building, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's a house, if those of you have built a custom home or, or a building, it's never right on the money. Right. There's always a margin of error.
5: Yeah. So it goes back to, you know, I always say don't lie to yourself. And what I mean, you know, and and from last week, it goes back. And this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. So you sit there and and, and the contractor says, well, we can do this for $700,000. Another guy, you get more bids. Another guy goes 800. Another guy says 900. And you're sitting there going, well, you know, whatever. And you pick your number. And then you write everything based on that number. And then it comes in $200,000 more. Right. Or, or the loan becomes an extra thousand dollars a month more that you, that you ex- didn't expect. Or, you know, a lot of times you go into something and, and, and you don't want to see the worst case scenario. So you're doing your little pro forma and you, and you fudge the numbers in your favor, just so it makes you look better to go, wow, look how much this can make.
1: Yeah. Right.
5: When, right. Whenever I do mine, I go on the complete opposite. I go as conservative or worst case scenario and say, and I use this line now because I was just doing this the other day. I said, "Let's do this." I said, "Well, that's that's really you know kind of our, our worst case scenario." I said, "Yes, because COVID happens, right? right <laughs> COVID exactly. happens every year." So right. I I always fall. Well, I'll go on the you know, and I had to learn this because I was one of those guys that lied to myself with so numbers. Do go, oh, if we need to have payroll at twenty two percent or whatever it is, oh, I'll run it at twenty one.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, well, our and- food, if food
5: costs were supposed to be at 32, I know I'll run 28, you know, whatever it is, I'll do better now, I'll do better now. So you start lying to yourself. And then when you start in business, you go, wow, this isn't the financial statement i projected.
1: Exactly. Well, now minimum wage has gone up. Gas prices have mm-hmm. gone up. I mean, if I look back at what my pro forma looked like, you know, when I first started to now, it's a joke right and so i'm with you i like to plan for the worst and be pleasantly surprised by anything better i think you you have to do that if you're going to be honest with yourself
5: yeah absolutely and and that's why again go back to a franchise or at least my impression of this short interview with kim that that's where their approach seemed to speak to you know we always talk about there's a franchisee friendly do they about the franchise are they yeah. care about their brand. are they just about growth or do they really care about building that family culture which is what exactly. ray we've all talked about for so long i mean that kind of came out loud and clear Absolutely. and she did mention mistakes that were made in the past and that's good because you want your franchisor to be transparent because nobody's perfect everybody's stumbled no not matter what the business is yep. so yeah you want to be able to take the franchisee and say hey yeah this this property probably looks good for five hundred thousand dollars but your revenue and everything else even though this property might be seven hundred thousand dollars this is going to be better for you because don't make the same mistake we made and i'm not saying that's the worst but those are the numbers you have to really dial into and, and know among other things but Yeah, we lie to ourselves. We wanted we paint that picture to make sure because I'm so my heart's in it. I want I want this business, I want it to be successful. And you know, it's kinda like sometimes you have to walk away, right? Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work.
1: As much as you don't want to. That's the sad part.
5: Yeah. And, And you know the numbers have to work. And you hit it best. If I'm doing a pro forma right now, you you any franchisee you speak to now is gonna kind of, or even within the last six months, will tell you, okay, here's where I pay my labor, here's where I do this, that. Well, those numbers aren't going to matter because those numbers are going up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, y- you look at supplies, okay, and even look at like, so in your uh, Buffalo Wildlings, right? So you, you order X amount, you get, you know, a 10th of what you ordered. I'm sure prices have gone crazy. I order a box of gloves that used to cost me five dollars a box now they cost me 15 to 20 dollars a box and those are things that when you do perform, you just can't some things you can't plan for right. right and so you know that's why if you recall i think all four of us have said listen whatever the franchisor tells you to plan for double it yeah. because you know ray and i didn't didn't expect for the recession to come bam right and those are things even your franchisor can't tell you You know, and luckily, if you have a good, strong, ethical franchisor, like like we know Kim is, you know, they're there to help you get through it. You know, um, COVID, no one saw that coming. You know, and those are things that with life, right, it happens and it affects everybody.
5: Best advice I got, and I think it rings true, what you just said is, everything takes longer than you expect it to and everything costs more than than you planned for. And I, yes. I think, and that's just, just the nature of the beast sometimes, you know, sometimes it goes your way, but you know, what's the old saying, plan, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst type of thing.
1: And be pleasantly surprised yeah, <laughs> with go. anything better. Right. <laughs> yep.
5: But that's all I had was I, I thought it, 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 you know, it worked out, you know, kind of same way what I was talking about last week to this week. And uh,
1: yeah. And that's just
5: thing is, is let the numbers guide and, you know, you let your gut guide you to the opportunity, but let the numbers guide you to what's going to make you successful. Because if you try to lie to yourself and try to say, well, it's going to always be on the good side, then, then you know, when those tough times hit, you might not be prepared. For them.
1: Yep. Absolutely agree. Thank you. As always, David, we appreciate all you're the you're time welcome. you put in and research that you do to come up with these topics for us each week. Yep. I have the twitchy feeling that there's a rabbit coming in the room to take us uh-uh. down to the rabbit hole. And it's ah, not, the Easter, it's it the, is not the Easter Bunny. It's the Fred Bunny. It's the Fred Bunny.
0: Yes, it is. And I do want to give kudos to David for having such an excellent Memorial Day hat on.
2: Yes. 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 Thank so, you. I... Oh, I'm down. i
0: It's got the American flag. So down the uh, rabbit hole we go. Today, given that I was doing battle with Google tech support, artificial intelligence is on my mind. So today's rabbit hole question is
1: Hold up. And Kim has come back to join us. I know.
0: I know. Welcome back, Kim.
1: She's a
0: true trooper.
1: She is. She is. She She does not shy away from your silliness, Fred.
0: Well, if she did, then she wouldn't be on the show. So, you know, it's kind of like six and one after the other. So she's She's got guts. She's got guts. So are we ready? So how will ducklings in specific, that's for Kim, but for the rest of my wonderful franchisees out there, education franchisors in general, how will they have to change when doing education or learning for artificial intelligence toddlers? In other words, not human kids, but A.I. kids. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Who wants to, ju- Kim, you have right to go first, unless you want to go, eh, I want Ray to go first. So if you want to tap Ray, you can, or you can just jump on the bomb. Uh,
4: learning for AI kids. <laughs> I guess that means no sensory table. I mean, will they short out if we let them do water play? Ooh, i yeah. like
0: that idea
4: i mean maybe that's what we want to do maybe we just want to send them right send them right to the water table and then just apologize to skynet be like <laughs> sorry they broke
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <Very good. laughs>
0: We know Fred liked that answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a,
2: that,
1: that's yeah. a whole new uh, definition of survival of the fittest. <laughs>
0: all right. Which one of our my, my co-hosts would like to answer next? You gotta beat Kim, which that's...
3: That's, that's pretty good. That's hard to beat. But uh, I, I thought we were already doing this in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I mean, all this just is. learning and everything. Everything's being recorded. You don't think there's some intelligence being absorbed somewhere?
1: No, no. I don't know.
0: From what I see in the Isn't news, that, your... that I could argue strongly against any intelligence being around. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's more like it's being it's the intelligence being sucked out of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least that's what I see going on at my house. <laughs> I can yes. Yeah, yeah. The electronics and all these other nonsense things have been stuck right out of them. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Kristen, your answer?
1: I think it's going to kind of be like how you charge your Tesla. There'll be like little stations that you just plug these <laughs> little AI things into, and it does like these uploads, kind of like you take your car into the dealership and they plug it in and it tells you what's wrong with it. They get updates and away they go. So, going to school for them will just be like hitting a button and them
5: in. Boring, but okay. Go ahead, David. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to date myself, but I'm I'm not. But this will shock everybody. I mean, I've never even seen an episode of Star Trek or any of that stuff. But I oh. do remember.
6: What? I Ooh. do remember
5: a show a called. A oh, I know. I knew that was going to make, Was it Ooh. Lost in Space or something yes. with Danger Will Danger Robinson? Will Robinson.
1: <laughs> That's why you don't have any gray hair. What?
5: <That's> Danger Will Robinson, that's gonna be the that's gonna be where they the, the mothership that these AI kids connect to. That's where they'll get all their, their learning from. So Will whatever that thing, whatever that thing was called, it had a name. I don't
0: know. It was called Robot, yeah. <laughs> what
1: generations do we have on this show anyway? David, we have to talk.
0: I'm not
5: I'm not too, I'm not too good with the tech stuff, but yeah, yeah, that's all right. I that. All
3: right. Well, uh, I don't know. I- I'm. I'm. I'm Dave, Dave. took the wrong pill. He took the blue pill.
0: Did I? Right. He may have, but I, I'll tell you, <laughs> folks. You've hand your tail. Had your he, tail ends handed to you by our guest. So give her a round yes. of applause. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, it is her specialty.
0: It. Well, that's why I. I try to rip the the rabbit yeah. hole question out of the headlines and apply it to our guests. So, thanks, Kim. Well, for. Yes.
1: Kim, I think that um, you were an awesome guest. And obviously, nice. you know, you heard uh, my interview with David. And uh, we really are excited to see where, and you, where you, your mom, and the franchise go. So do please make sure you keep in touch. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you again very soon. we We're and...
4: having a good time.
1: So um,
4: I look forward to seeing you guys again.
5: Excellent. Good. Thanks, Jim.
4: With that,
0: we'll be back next week with another weird, hopefully educational and interesting episode of...